Paging X Tyler, Paging Dr. Tyler. If you're feeling run down, tired, exhausted by the daily drip, drip, drip of your life savings draining away, the Stock Doctor's Prescription may be right for you. The Stock Doctor's Prescription will give you the ease and peace of mind knowing that you're getting the best possible information. Do not use Stock Doctor's Prescription if you're allergic to Stock Doctor's Prescription or any of its ingredients, including but not limited to wisdom, research, critical thinking, thoughtful discourse, occasional fart jokes, drinking references, drum solos. Side effects of the Stock Doctor's Prescription may include unwieldy wealth deposits, previously unknown relatives, groupies, extended comfort in your retirement, and swelling. The Stock Doctor's Prescriptions are available at Walgreens, Apple iTunes, and everywhere the better podcasts are available. And right here, this is the Stock Doctor's Prescription. And good afternoon, everybody. This is Lee Seiler, also known as the Stock Doctor, and welcome to, as Bill Keevan said, what we call him Million Dollar Bill Keevan, the Stock Doctor's Prescription alongside me. To my right, to your left, as you look at your iPod or cell phone or any Whatever other device. Whatever medium you use iPad. to watch on, to listen to, to podcasts. I have Justin Kenny in the house. Justin, how you doing? So far, so good. Just the mere mention of Million Dollar Bill Keevan, I really miss him. I do miss Million Dollar Bill Keevan. I haven't it, seen him in a while. No, well, it's been a month. I think he got married again or something. Yeah. yeah. I think he did. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I was going to say, now that you mentioned it, he was here like every week. He, he was. He was. But now he got married. So well, there, he was a time, there was a time that I got to see, to see Bill Keevan every day. And Bill and I go back, you know, to the 90s. We go back a long, Million long, Dollar Bill Keevan, the producer of my radio show. People may not know him, but he's also the five-minute professor locally. And does uh, trivia shows all over the place. But also in the house, we have the fiscal therapist, Jared Bocart. Jared, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Stock market's not, but... Well, you know what, I mean, though? The stock market has. <laughs> and one thing, before today started, week. Before today started the, the market is was up about 7%. Well, actually, even after today so far, the market's up about 7% from Election Day. Since Election Day? Since Election Day. Okay. So it's been two weeks. Yeah. So we've had a 7% rally in the overall markets within two weeks. Now, we're, we're airing or recording this show at uh, on Tuesday, November 17th, around 3.27 p.m. So today, as Jared mentioned, the markets are down a little bit. And the Dow Jones down 190 at 29,759. You know, the other day, it got damn near... 30,000. Yep. Uh, the NASDAQ is down 33 points at 11,892. The S&P 500 down 19 at 3,607. But uh, yeah, literally the other day, the S&P 500, I'm going to see where it did get to uh, uh, 29,960. 29,960. Now, With everything that's going on in the world right now, everything's that's, going on. that's actually pretty amazing. Well, one thing that is helping, I think, the markets is that we did have a pretty good earnings season. Now we're at the tail end. The retailers will be reporting this week. But for the most part, earnings had been pretty strong. And most importantly, going forward, there was some pretty good guidance across the board. You had the major companies, the ones you needed, were, were really guiding, saying, hey, we're going to be okay. We think that we, there's a little bit of visibility there now. We can see what's going on going forward. Yeah, but you could have had the best earnings ever and if moderna and pfizer come out and be like yeah this our, our stuff's a failure <laughs> then it wouldn't have made you'd have had the best of all time and i guarantee you the market would be down probably close to 30 or 40 percent oh you're you're absolutely <laughs> right and yeah. now of course this uh we were we're airing this on tuesday the 17th last week pfizer came out and said that their their vaccine for the virus is 90 percent 
effective. I mean, that's a pretty darn good considering what experts were hoping for. They were hoping for 50% they were saying, efficacy. Yeah, they were saying yeah. 50-50 would be, 50 would be, be good. favorable. Yeah. So, you know, Pfizer comes out last week. I think the only detraction with Pfizer is, and I'll let you finish. With, well, okay. they come out last week and they have some pretty good numbers. You know, The only problem with it is you have to store it at negative 70, which is a problem because almost no hospitals or anywhere, and especially not, not for the developed world, but developing world, how are you right. going to store that when you don't even really have refrigerators, normal refrigerators? Well, it would be hard to do. Yes. And maybe that's why the stock had a nice spike last week and then it pulled back since then. Because Moderna is you only have to store at negative uh, negative at 40 degrees. Exactly. And speaking of Moderna, the ticker symbol MRNA, they came out, which was expected. It was expected. They were coming out with some kind of news about the efficacy rating of their drug. And theirs came out at 94.5 percent efficacy. And. Then all the the storage issues that you were talking about, Jared, that it can be stored for up to 30 days, I think, uh, Justin, didn't that, uh, they say something I heard, like that? Yes, I heard it had a 30-day shelf life at that temperature, at, at a normal freezer temp. I can't imagine that these are going to be lasting 30 days in a hospital. No. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to get the vaccine or what, who, who will or who won't, but... I'll be in as soon as possible. I will. I will as well. Yeah, I, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You change your mind because I didn't think you. Said, no. No. I. I I've, Justin's I've, always been on that I've side. I've been on that all along. I. I. As soon as a a, you know, a vaccine is available, I will be the first in line. I want to take my kids to Disney. I want to get back to normal. I. I just want normalcy. I, and I, if that right. involves me getting a vaccine, here's that's here's fine. what I think is going to happen too. They're not going to. The government's not going to make you get a vaccine. You can't. But it's going to be your boarding pass to go. Do certain things. Yeah, you know, and I don't maybe know. Maybe overseas. I, I think it could be oh, your. Well. When and I say boarding pass, that's a figure of speech. No, but it's no, going to be your. Hey, uh, if you want to do this or you want to do, do that. Do you have a vaccine? Let me see it your cell phone. See, see your vaccine. Ticketmaster came out and said, unless you have um, an antibody test that shows positive or a vaccine, then they're not going to allow you into concert. It was either Ticketmaster or um, Live another Nation one of those. Maybe Live Nation. Now, were they were they brainstorming out loud? I, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to go on one way or the other. I think this. That's what I heard. That's. What I saw, I'm not sure if it's fact or fiction. Well, let me look that up, actually. Look, yeah. we don't know if the drug is going to, we, you know, we know that it's going to certainly help, but the, the virus is mutating. But they say, and I, I saw the experts saying that we expect the virus to mutate, right. but this is going to be an overall vaccine for this right. strain or whatever the term they use. But the bottom line is, you know, people normally get flu shots or a lot of people get flu shots. This is going to be something that, and by the way, both of these drugs so far are uh, a two two time process. Two shots. It's a booster. You do month. one, then the right. booster within within. But you know uh, what? The first days. time you get the flu shot, it's it's the same thing. The very first time you get the flu shot, like my children, when yeah. my children were born, the f- the first flu shot they got, they had to go back for a booster a month later. I did not know that. I believe that's the way it is nowadays. I, okay, I, I'm not sure. I just but. got a flu shot, and uh, but I've never had them before. So, you know, the bottom line is, I will get one. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, look, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Right. Now, now, Lily, meanwhile, came out with, they have a therapeutic. And it will help if you already have the disease or the virus. Yes. If you have it, it'll alleviate symptoms and, and potentially uh, keep uh, the bad potential folks from being hospitalized. Yeah, what, what we're finding is in, in roughly so far 10% of the known cases, there's a a... a autoimmune storm that takes place so you know everybody i know a lot of people including you know people close to me right now that have had covid19 say it right say it me yeah yeah me yeah my my the person who who i walk 
close to every single day at the That's office. That's right. I had it, gave it to no one. No one. Correct. Now, that you know of. The thing is, though, that realistically. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've known a lot of people that had it, and, and, you know, they got away with it with, you know, not getting that sick. But in, in roughly 10% of the patients, they have this, this autoimmune storm where their immune system starts fighting itself and they spin out of control and end up hospitalized and, and under a lot of circumstances not making it. And so I'm, I'm seeing that therapeutics, I'm, or at least I'm hoping that these things are brought to market that will fight off that storm, that, that autoimmune issue. Meanwhile, I read recently in the Wall Street Journal that folks like myself who had it, mild case, Mm-hmm. All right. It was uh, literally it was a four day deal and it wasn't bad at all. It didn't even have a cough. But the people that had it mild are having now these effects, erratic heartbeats. Yeah. They're having memory loss. Tooth loss, too. Hold on. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Yeah. He forgot uh, where he was headed with that. Uh, what loss? Tooth loss. Tooth. Gum and, are gum you and, serious? Yeah. Gum and tooth problems. Oh, Jesus. But you know what? <laughs> I want when this whole thing is over to go back and compile all of the headlines and see what's accurate. And, and, I feel and like sort of look the, through them because yeah. I remember reading that we were going to get it from the drinking water, that it was in the atmosphere over Wuhan, that uh, there were just so many preposterous statements that the that yeah. the media pushed out there that were just to to, to send fear into the, the hearts of the people. I think that coronavirus is in the body just playing roulette. Like, what symptoms are you going to get? Throw it on yeah, the wheel. It, no. It's all over the place. No one knows. Got it on exactly. green. But so we have the virus, the uh, the vaccines that positive vaccine news. And we always knew it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that, hey, if there is a vaccine coming, there's more visibility in the economy. Sure. We could feel more comfortable. We, and know, that, we know that things are going to look up. That reopen trade becomes viable. Right. And I don't know why any of us has been worried because um, Vladimir Putin said that the Sputnik uh, vaccine was 127 percent effective. OK. Yeah. So yeah. he said, well, if you guys it, are at 95, you guys are, are worthless. Weak. Losers. Yeah, you're weak. Right. So, uh, but now what we've seen is that reopen trade really start to get some some legs. So, what does reopen trade mean? Well, anything that basically has been shut down for the most part, like you mentioned, the Live Nation uh, group. And I looked it up. That was apparently Ticketmaster has said that they were discussing it. It's not a firm yeah, policy. I didn't. I didn't think that that would. But be... I could see. I could see people or certain situations where that being a being yeah. a thing isn't there something like this in revelations i, I don't know where that, you that, the mark you know of the beast yeah yeah i keep hearing that i think that was what people were saying that's like the uh, microchip device yeah so so we've seen a move or in, apple pay we, we've seen a move in uh, in in the cruise lines the airlines the hotels boeing uh, boeing of course you, you've seen a, a move in Yay. the brick and mortar Retailers are making a move now. I mean, before the mall was a ghost town, and Which nobody's ever gonna, are, nobody's right. ever going to go back I to the store. Think we're, we're not out in the clear yet with that. We're going to have a lot of shutdowns. We're already starting to see it right now because the, I mean, the vaccine is not out yet, right. and we're at the highest, uh, almost, almost Here at the highest in, in where we live. Well, California we really live, is, no, but in the U.S. As a, as a whole. But California has been shut down this entire time. I mean, Disney, yeah, realistically, they, Disneyland yeah, has not even opened in California ridiculous. at all, yeah. right? So, look, I hear that uh, for, what, next three weeks, California is doing a serious kind of Yeah, same with New York. I think New York's saying they're going to close schools again. Well, uh, I just find, I don't know, there's no data behind this or whatever. It just seems like the states that have the strictest lockdowns also still have the highest case counts for some reason. I don't know what to describe that. That might not even be true, just from what we see in the news. That's what it seems like. Well, from what I see and have seen multiple times, the transmission rate is based on two different criteria. 
the density of population and the density of population. That's true. Good point. <laughs> true. That's, that's but just, if you're not going anywhere, how are you spreading it? Right. Well, you know, the thing is, if you're or not, if you live in the country and, and there's nobody in the general store. Now, that being said, North Carolina or North Dakota is, yeah, is hurting now. Well, they're they're right spiking. There. So I don't know. They're I super spreader. Everybody's events. staying inside. Yeah. Well, they're going to be now because it's yeah. pretty freezing. So, you know, part of this reopen trade also, you know, anything cyclical, anything that, that does better with a, uh, a an improving economy. We've seen a lot of the value trades. And, and you know, we, I've talked about banks for two years thinking, OK, I love the banks, which I do love the banks. I love that they're cheap. But that doesn't mean just because something's cheap doesn't mean it's making a move. And banks have been awful this year. We've seen a tremendous move. Like, for example, J.P. Morgan has made a 10, 12, 13 percent move here in the last month. And we're seeing that with some of the other ones, like the cities of the world, the Morgan Stanley's of the world. They're all making really, really big moves. Well, I, I, Is it for real or not? I we think don't know. if you're going to talk about banks, you're going to talk about financials. You need to pay attention to what do they offer. If it's just a, 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 a depository kind of bank, I don't know. But if they have a trading arm, you know, right. that things have probably been better for them this year. And we've, we've seen that. You know, I look at the banks. I look at uh, City, for example. City is still trading at under 60% of book value. <laughs> I mean, it's just Explain ridiculous. Uh, well, this means that if you were to buy City for what it's value, you're buying it. If you buy the stock, is 60% of what the company is worth. That's right. basically 60% of book. Right. The, uh, the total assets of that company is way more than what the stock is going for. Right. It is a discount. It is a severe discount. J.P. Morgan not trading at that kind of discount. Now, of course, J.P. Morgan's made a big move here. So, but going back to Moderna, and you know, I owned a, a really small. We owned a really small position in Moderna for clients, and it was only because it was. A, I considered Moderna as a speculation. It was a little bit. It was a little bit speculative. This is a company that has never brought a, a drug to market. Well, and that's the reality. The reality is that you know we knew that they were on the right path for this thing for quite a while. We've been following them closely, you know, and, and so the, the spec portion of that play was the fact that they have not successfully brought a drug to market yet, but we knew they were well on their way. Right. So we, uh, Moderna spiked yesterday. I learned from the Pfizer spike the week before. I literally, we sat here and saw Moderna open up at 102 and dropped immediately to like 96, 97. I ended up getting out and we look, I tried to get 100. When I saw 100, I clicked the button because I didn't want to put a limit order in. So I, I, I clicked the button and ended up getting $99.96 yep. for a position that I paid 65 bucks for yeah, relatively, four or five months ago or yeah, so. Yeah, relatively recently. So that, you know, I, would I get back in that trade? Maybe, but I don't really need to. And, and of course, Moderna now trading down. It's at 93 and change. So, you know, in one day, trade looks good. Well, and because of, you know, certain things Pfizer is always going to have a, a market yeah and here's the other <laughs> they're known thing. for other stuff here's my other concern that just because they may have a vaccine and maybe one of the better version meaning speaking Moderna doesn't mean it's going to turn that company into significant profitability nope because they may be having to give this drug away for the most part yep just to get it out there as, as just part of humanity and the same thing like Abbott Labs came out with a, a five dollar test is Abbott going to make money selling a five millions of five dollar right. tests? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I do have a question for the fiscal therapist. Now, when 
a vaccine does, because this is something that, that Jared has always sort of studied. This is in his background. When a, when a vaccine does come to market, is that company the sole manufacturer or do they then share that data? It depends on whether they, um, what's the terminology, copyrighted essentially. They take patent. the rights, patent it. That's what, sorry, that's what I was looking for. So there's licensing. It there's yeah, there's licensing stuff. Okay. I don't think with this there will be because any company that did that would be absolutely crucified. <laughs> like right, and every every obviously every drug has a variation. Look, there's there's mm-hmm. umpteen cholesterol drugs on the market. There's uh, you know tons of high blood. Pr- this will be one of those situations though where every every uh, pharmaceutical company works together to try and bring something out. Again, this well, is then- humanitarian. This is humanity. This is life as we know it. Um, coming back to normal. So, yeah, I wouldn't see any of that happening here. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, other news today, Tesla. Tesla's going to be added to the S&P 500, which is surprising to me. They're going to take out like, because, companies. Well, well, it surprises me because I already thought it was in the yeah, S&P 500. For, for some, for some reason, reason I, we all were just like, what? what? Well, it's a $400-plus billion company. It's going to be a so top 10 market value. It is. And Tesla has about... I think close to the market value, they said right around the market value of Walmart. Unbelievable. Tesla has a market cap of $417 billion. This is real time and right now. And let's see what uh, Walmart has a market of $425 billion. Think about that. I can't. That blows my mind. And, and Tesla's going to sell 500,000 things. Walmart's going to sell about, what, 500 zillion times that? Quad a bajillions. Quad a bajillions. And by the way, Walmart did come out with earnings. So this week is retail earnings. So Walmart came out. Come down. With, uh, they came out with a, with a good quarter. What's interesting about Walmart is they are actually taking some share from Amazon. Yes, and, and that mm-hmm. sort of seems to be where they're trying to head. Yes, they are, because they're trying to get... Stuff delivered, you know, one day delivery, yep. free delivery, competing with the Amazon Prime customers. I Interesting. Think that, I think that they're probably the only ones that can. Probably they're the only the only ones that can compete with right Amazon. Now, yeah, I mean, nobody other company has the reach that they well, do. The thing about the thing about Walmart is, you know, as much as I dislike them, the economy's bad. Where are you going to shop? The economy's good. They're still going to do well. Right. It's sort of one of those things, you know. They're gonna they're gonna do well if they can continue to evolve. And they can take take it to Amazon, man. They're unstoppable. Okay, how how often do you go to Walmart? As as infrequently as humanly okay, possible. Okay, me too. Yeah. I can't let stand me tell you. Like four let me tell you. Year. I've been to Walmart one time post the beginning of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of an apocalypse movie. <laughs> it's like Zombieland. <laughs> you know, the only time I go to Walmart if if I need. A tire for my trailer. Right, right. Some of those things, like a, a battery, a car battery, car I battery. Go, I will go to Walmart for that. It's torture. It's terrible. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I had to, I had to return something that I bought online. So this is my favorite. I I buy something online. It gets to my house. It's wrong. It doesn't work. I got to take it back. I take it back to the store, and I'm standing in line. You know, this is early in the COVID situation, but. There's a really sweet old lady in front of me, and in front of her is a linebacker, just one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen. Right. She's wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. The dude in front of her is not wearing a mask. And she turns around to me shame. to shame the guy in front of her. Shame. Now, that guy looks like he can throw me up in the air and let me hit the ground. So I'm like, lady, listen, 
I'm not on your team. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Don't talk to me. All right. I'm on team staying alive. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, team survival. Meanwhile, Costco continues. And and I saw Kramer saying that Costco hasn't even scratched the surface of their e-commerce business yet. I'm sure. Wait till, I mean, it, it catches on where, hey, curbside pickup and all that. First of all, Costco on a Saturday or a Sunday is a shit show. Zoo. And in even in COVID time. I mean, it, it's it, a pre-COVID time. shit show. However, I did something at Costco, which you know. They're brilliant marketers. Yeah. You walk in the Costco, at least, I think every every Costco is probably the same, but at least the one by They're us. got to be similar. You walk in there, and it had the, oh, yep. the holy grail of oh, TVs. The giantest TV <laughs> you yeah. can find the, in a retail setting. <laughs> I think, what's 80 or 90 inch right yeah. there in front? Yep. The QLED Samsung I mean, I sit there, and I have no room for a 90-inch TV or whatever it is, 80-inch, but I sit there and have to stare at it. Yeah, you can't help it. It's like a, a moth to a flame, you know? It I really mean, is. literally, so I'm sitting there staring at it, and this is now, you know, I go to Costco once every week or two. He got sucked in by the Angels' trumpets. The, I did. The Pied Piper brought him in, and he couldn't, he couldn't help it. He had to buy a TV that you can land a helicopter on. Yeah, and you know what? It's not even my living room. It's in the bedroom. It doesn't <laughs> fit my living room <laughs> because I have a built-in entertainment center that can max like max I could do is a sixty-inch in my living room. So, but I had to have this TV so bad. I bought a seventy-inch QLED Samsung, and It'll, it's in my freaking bedroom. I'm seriously, I don't want to get out of bed. It's like I'm laying you know, in a theater. The thing is that the, the bigger these TVs have gotten, and the the, the better the definition. Like it takes the movie magic out of things when you can see the pores in people's skin yeah even good looking people even good looking women are not that good looking yeah it, it's sort of taking the magic out of out of movies for me so let's take a look at what the market well, also speaking of Costco Warren Buffett got out of his entire position I saw Costco. that he sold a little bit of Apple as well mm-hmm. but he's you know he's still hanging in there he's got Apple still his largest position yeah but, yeah, but Costco he sold everything I believe I, which is surprising to me I you know to to me it's right up Warren's alley except it's probably fairly priced now I mean Costco's trading at 382.77 it's up it almost up three bucks today yeah. I, mean, I don't care what Warren Buffett does at this point I feel like that guy can spend 25 million dollars a day and still die one of the wealthiest people on the planet. Yeah, I mean, he would have to he would have to live for another hundred years to run out of money. I I don't know. Well, you know, Amazon the stock itself has been struggling a little bit, and you know, I'm I'm a fan of Amazon. We have some in our portfolios. It's not our largest position by any means, and it's well documented. Our largest position is Apple, which Apple's hanging in there, hanging it's, in there. It, hanging you know, tight. they had their quarterly report. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, but they their quarter was pretty good. It was not bad, and what's Really impressive is that their services, which is going to be a big driver of earnings going forward, is increasing significantly. Yep. And, of course, they get the benefit of folks that are staying at home. Hanging out at home. What are you going to do? It's still a stay-at-home trade. So, um, you know, if you want to get a hold of us and talk about portfolio management, I know we kind of didn't talk about that today. But there is a, an election portfolio that has been put together by friends of ours at First Trust. And I, and I looked at this election portfolio. It's very interesting. It's some, good. Some pretty good holdings in there. And it's not... It's mostly large and mid cap, so it's uh, the big ones. And I mean, in that you'll see an Amazon in that portfolio, and it's basically the election portfolios. They did this one after Trump got elected, and now they've kind of uh, they, a new portfolio for Biden, saying that hey, you know, infrastructure is probably going to be important for Joe, and they think that cyclicals, the economy's improving. So Maybe some memory improvement drugs, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nursing home care, uh, that kind of stuff for Joe. No, uh, but 
the the election portfolio is very interesting, and if anybody wants to discuss it, we can go over it and take a look at it because uh, you can buy it as a, a one ticket drop. One one buy, you mm-hmm. own an election portfolio. The, the basket of, of yeah. other investments, right? Yeah. It's a fund basically, and right. it's it's doing extremely well. So you can reach the office by calling four zero seven eight three eight three one eight zero zero two. You can also email any one of us, Justin Jared at stockdr.com or myself, stockdr at stockdr.com. But uh, in the meantime, we really appreciate everybody joining us this afternoon. If you have any other questions, uh, please reach out to us. Again, 407-831-8002. I'm Lee Seiler, the Stock Doctor. Thanks for joining us.